Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Correction Corner. In this podcast, we have our dates and our wires crossed and we thought that... The den was back sooner than we thought, but it just means we have an even longer lead in time to fully revel in the nostalgia. The den will be back on our screens the first Sunday of November, which is the 7th. The 7th of November, half six, be there or be square. That's when it's on. Not whenever we said, please ignore us. Can I blame the worms? I'm going to blame the worms. You have to say it though, like it's your line. Where'd you get your hairstyle? Where'd you get your shades? Welcome back to Bandwagons. Are we recording? Yeah. Why did you not do the intro? I did do the intro. Oh, is, are you taking that? Oh, sorry. You just told me you liked it. <laughs> I regret the voice. I now. thought you were going to do the... Oh, do, well, yeah. Anyway. Where did you get your hairstyle? Where did I get my hairstyle? It's so fun when you do it like that. Um, <laughs> I got in Sarah Lyons Hair and Beauty, but yeah, that's where I got mine. Where'd you get yours? Uh, Black Amber Gory. Shout outs. Shout outs to the hairdressers. Um, you are, as Brie correctly said, you are very welcome back to Bandwagons. Um, we're here with a bumper episode today. A bumper today. is the only word for it. Um, which has been a while in the making and I think we were kind of waiting for the right time and what better time now as it is due back very imminently. Um, they've rebooted it on the back of the success of the Comic Relief uh, sketch. The Den is going to be back on our screens very, very soon. Yep, it's starting Sunday at seven, six? Yeah. Six. For six episodes. Yeah. What date is that just in case people listen to this retroactively? It is going to be the fifth, I feel like. The fourth. Oh, very close. Sorry, you were very close. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's back. Um, Ray's back in the hot seat. Ziggins, Zag, Dustin, they're all back. If you watch the Comic Relief one, which was very, very funny, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's the kind the of set up. did not get it. The Yanks did not get it and the Yanks did not appreciate the treatment of Night Horror on it, which was <laughs> probably totally the funniest thing ever. <laughs> of, like people like legitimately critiquing Dustin the Turkey. For cutting them off. Oh, look on Twitter if you haven't looked at that. But anyway, yeah. Um, what are your memories of it as a kid? As a kid, though, I was only saying this to my housemates because um, one of them didn't watch the den, and I was like, right, <laughs> okay. Um, but like, I genuinely look at the clock sometimes, and it's like half twelve, and I'm like, time for high five. Like, 
20 years later you know it was just like my granny used to mind me like uh, before I went to school as a baby and then when I went to school I'd go up to their house every day after school uh, and my granddad Um, but like the den was like all we watched whenever we were in their house God love them until like the news came on it was RT2 all day long I don't know how they did not smash the TV screen yeah because like it was just routine you'd get in you get a blanket you'd just watch it all day long yeah being off sick from school and like even yeah. like in the later years you'd have like Emma and Saki on in the morning and then it would be like it'd go to like now this is much later stage 10 but like you'd have like Catherine in the afternoons then she was like <laughs> you were off school from DY <laughs> oh no Catherine wasn't on DY was she you were definitely a teenager oh probably yeah and still watching because it's that so it's just that like nice it's just feel, routine like, as yeah. well because it was always the same like lineup, like same schedule every day and you knew what you were going to get and you knew what you could like skip and like it was just yeah but my my first memory was like Damien like sexy Damien sexy and Damien even, I had a even sexual then. awakening to Damien McGough <laughs> Jesus Christ yeah no he was hot like I even knew that at my age I was like yeah bit of me yeah bit of me Damien he was just like tall dark and handsome like yeah tall dark and handsome and he was kind of like a bit tougher on like Sucking Dustin, do you know that kind of way? He was like, hey, the bit of an authoritarian touch. That's what he had. Yeah. Loved Saki as well. I was a Were you a Saki or just a person? I was a Saki person. I was a Saki person, I think. I always just think Saki. I could smell Saki. Like, you absolutely couldn't. Like, not, to be gender, <laughs> not to be gender normative. <laughs> Saki was non-binary. Yeah, Saki was non-binary. Let's not go there. Yeah, no. But like, yeah, I just loved Saki. Um, I was on the den. So was I, but I'll let you go first. And so, I was on much, I was on Catherine's year. Oh, you were like a full grown adult. <laughs> no, I was in like late stage primary school. <laughs> so was, I was like probably I won a 300 euro voucher. It was Did divine. You? Yeah. No, I was on Starstream. You've told me about this before and I, do, I don't remember it. But. Do you remember they had like streams so there would be a different stream every day? I have it here. It was like Mondays was quiz stream where they had like teams of boys and girls like answering questions against each other. Okay. Uh, Tuesdays was pet stream and then later style stream. Okay. I think they were on at like 20 past five. Was there a sing stream? No, star stream. Like Wednesdays was cyber stream. Thursdays was star stream. Okay. And so star stream. Okay. Okay. Star stream was like the talent show. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think I I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I tried to find like pictures of it earlier just so I could like because I can vividly remember it in my head but there's such little evidence of it online. That is the only thing. Sinead Kennedy used to host it. Ah, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, when we were, I was on it with my school choir, and I remember like I was the tallest, so I was at the back, and like if you remember it, like the back had like all this fairy light drop background, and I remember like touching it because I was dying to know what it felt like after seeing it on TV, and it was just literally fairy lights and like a net curtain. <laughs> of course, <laughs> but I yeah. just vividly remember that. What were you on it for? I was on it for it was like a quiz thing, so I it was like me and two friends from primary school, and we had to do like a. We had to have objects and we had to kind of give clues to Catherine and she had to guess what they were. And if she guessed, it was like five things. And if she didn't guess any of them, you got like a 500 euro voucher. And like for each one, it was like 100 euro. And would she have to let on because she was an adult and you were a child? I think so, yeah, to be honest. <laughs> and like, te- I, don't always know, win. I don't know why we got a 300 voucher because she guessed... I think all of them bar two. So technically we should have only gotten 200, but I don't know. It was, yeah, maybe I need to ask one of the girls and maybe she'll give me more information. I'll put on the Insta to like explain it properly. Um, some of the girls from home, but yeah, it was iconic. We got to go up to like Cork City for the day and we did it from the, we did it from the Cork studio and then they obviously like streamed in into the, 
yeah. the Dublin studio. It was mad. Um, but like those older iterations, like, I mean, like Catherine, she did very well, but like there's nothing, there's no comparison to that like kind of moment in time, just them on the set and like all the toys and like all the puppets and like even when Francie Boylan joined later on, like because he was probably like the latter half for me as well and all that crack they had. Yeah. So funny. So, so funny. I think if you ask anyone what their memory of the den was, um, it was probably like their happy birthday segment. Happy birthday. There's no one person that doesn't remember that. They did it like every day of the year, even Christmas Day. Where they'd have yeah. like this roll like of kids' photos and they just wish them all a happy birthday. And you oh, you'd like, oh, you'd, you'd kill be so jealous. You'd kill to be honest. Yeah. To murder someone. Like honestly. There's no one that doesn't remember that. We actually asked on our uh, close friends, which is only available to our Patreon pals. And the address. And, remember and, the address. Yeah, and someone literally said the, the Happy Birthday box. song. And then someone else said that they knew like they knew the address off by heart. Yeah. Just from having been on it like, it's like PO Box too. P.O. Box 2222 yeah. RT, like RT Dublin 4. Like, I mean, air quotes could never, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, well, I remember asking when What's I was like, Brooke, like, I was like, why is it Dublin 4? And yeah. Then I, my mom was like, please leave me alone and stop asking me questions. But <laughs> shut up and eat your cornflakes. Shut up and eat your cornflakes, yeah. Literally, so, Dino Sorka said the happy birthday song. And then who was the other person? Um, Someone else said it. Sorry, I've missed your thing now. Um, will I have a read through of yeah. what some people said yeah so we just asked people of kind of their memories and like there was a few general ones came up which we'll get to in the rest of the episode um, Bricklayer Spice wrote in and said used to roar at my mom every day telling her they were showing a drawing I sent in then the one day they showed my masterpiece she wouldn't believe me in brackets understandable ha oh oh you would be freaked like um. Lee McSweeney said, I have, a f- I have a phobia of every puppet that has been on the show. Dustin and Martin Duck partake. I don't, do you remember Martin, Martin Duck? Duck? Might have to Google him. Was that before our time? I don't know. I'm going to Google him right now. Uh, Nikki Ray, 1996 said, Emma and Saki, mad how she transitioned from the band six to the den. I yeah. emoji. The versatility. Truly the range. Who is the range? She's very good. Yeah. Martin, Duck, uh, Martin Duck looks... <laughs> so terrifying so actually uh, Siobhan O'D names three also said the duck he's like, oh he was a oh he was he was, he was he was I'm getting PTSD <laughs> we shouldn't brought this up we need to put that on the Insta he was he looks like he just got out of the joy he he haunted <laughs> he haunted my dreams Je- look at it's the eyes it's the <laughs> eyes because they're kind like they're evil eyes I'm gonna put it on Instagram oh what a bad man what a bad man I always say that man. but I actually really really mean it to say have my notepad. Um, yes, you can. Sorry. There you go. Um, I thought, oh yeah, someone had sent a DM that I want to read because it's kind of funny. Um, maybe, should I keep this anonymous? I don't know. I don't know if it matters. Read it first and then I'll tell you if we should shame them. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't call this my favourite memory from the den, but definitely a unique one I will never forget. A few weeks before my sixth birthday, my dad sent in an application for me to be birthday girl of the day slash week. Cut to my birthday week, my picture comes up and I am announced as a winner. But, Gatobin, the date of this monumental occasion, just so happened to be September 11th, oh, 2001. Oh, no one saw it. So surprisingly <laughs> enough, my parents were not watching the day and we missed it. While my parents continued to watch the events unfolding in New York, my auntie rings the house phone to congratulate me. I see red <laughs> and bold for the telly in the hopes I would see myself, but alas, it was too late. Dustin and Saki had moved on and my picture was nowhere to be seen. I was devastated and inconsolable for weeks. So much so, my poor father hounded God knows who and eventually a VCR tape arrived with a clip of me winning on it along with a famous 10 pack this made it all better obviously love the pod gals have a good one 
That's gas. Movie shout of all days of yeah. all years. Of all, like of, I mean, of all history. Who? Oh, yeah, nightmare. Start with like. I'm pretty sure Mihal. Yeah, go on. Go on, Sarah Dunphy. Thanks um, for being a friend. I'm pretty sure Mihal won, like as he always did, won a den pack because we have a little like drawstring bag that says the den on it, and there was definitely like keyrings and stuff floating around. He definitely won a den pack. Yeah. And then he definitely won. Do you remember Dustin had his own show in the later years? DDN. Yeah. I was obsessed with that as well. And I was too old to be watching. Like, and he was on it and did a competition. Like he was on the phone or whatever. And he won a little TV watch. So it was like a television watch. But like this was, I don't know what year this was. It was like well before iPhones. And, he, but you had like an aerial and you had to like, I remember him going around the house like trying to find <laughs> signal for this watch when like our own TVs didn't get signal where we live. Like, so I don't think he ever got telly on it but it was really cool oh my god what was your favourite like show that was part of the dead do you know what I mean oh like Pokemon or something like obviously I'm trying to think any mm. the Morbegs I did enjoy the Morbegs I did enjoy High Five a lot High Five honestly I, loved, I would still sit down and watch it right I, I loved any of that weird anime shit that they imported like yeah Shin-chan uh, like Metabots Beyblade Beyblade we used to have Beyblade Digimon mad for them there was another one where it was like 12 of them and they were like all superheroes and they all had like numbers and the they Power were like Rangers. in red no it wasn't the Power Rangers did enjoy the Power Rangers as well though what force um, I can't think of anything I wrote down some I took some off the Wikipedia page that just stood out for me oh yeah good idea 64 Zulane iconic yeah the animals of Farthing Wood it's terrifying <laughs> that no but that used to be on like so early I'd never be on on, a, on the weekends I feel like oh maybe every day I was like no I think it, I think it was on every day um, I, I'd only ever watch that if I was up because I was like sick or something yeah I'd never actively be up that early Beyblade yeah you mentioned Braceface Brace face, my life is complicated, boyfriend. Don't want to talk about it. Alicia Silverstone's best work. Yeah. Uh, Bratz. Everybody now, I'm going to show the whole world what we're all about. <laughs> the girls at the fashion for I'm fashion. really not quizzing you on if you know the theme tune, but I do enjoy it. Um, Cat- yeah, I know I do remember that. Cat Dog. I don't remember the song for that, but I do. I did enjoy what that about quite Rhubarb a lot. What the fuck was... Re- oh, the name is ringing a fire bell. Charlie and Lola. No, that's only recent. recent. I see half of these I get confused because I probably watched them with Quiva. I, like I had Angelina Ballerina on Char- this and I was like, you were... Angelina a- Ballerina was lit. <laughs> yeah, but I couldn't remember what age I was when I was enjoying it. Charlie and Lola is kind of West British. Like, yeah. Kids show, anyway. Courage the Cowardly Dog. Oh, oh, what a time. I love Courage. Uh, Dexter's Laboratory. In Dexter's Laboratory. Yeah, that'd be a great costume for you for Halloween. Or Dexter. Dexter. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm already planning one Are you afraid of the dark? Do you remember Goosebumps Now you're afraid of the dark We'll be on it like half life yeah, For I the could, older kids I couldn't match them though It was too goosey Yeah same After news today <laughs> <laughs> Fergus MacPhail Why do I know that name as well? <laughs> it was Australian it was... Oh they used to have oh, they, Yeah that was it They used to import like Mad Canadian Mad Aussie Yeah And like any fucking like anime hi, They could get their hands Blue Water on. High and all Yeah Blue Water Yeah um, Foreign Exchange <sighs> Was It needs a whole episode Oh I think. yeah we are going to do that eventually and the more bags, which I mentioned. There was, there is so, so many more, but they were just the ones that I remembered. Yeah. What a time. What a time. Um, sorry, I thought we got another mention in, but I don't think we did. Incredible. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, well, we, do, oh, we did get a message, but it actually wasn't related to the den, so. Um, well, actually, a lot of people did write in and say about what's not, which is like, I, you've referenced this umpteen times on this podcast like that moment yeah. during Francie Boyle Jr.'s tenure 
he was old. He also for two years. And like, can you can you explain the game on that moment for anyone who is like unfamiliar? Oh, the pressure! I only watched it last night, so it's so you should be able. to. I should be able to, but let's see. Um, I'm pretty sure it's like twenty questions. Same layout as that, but like it's two kids and they have to ask Snotter questions about like something he's thinking about. And the first to guess, guess it wins a bike. Yeah. So it can be like an object. Is yeah. it always an object? I don't know. Person, place or thing. Yeah. Um, And it so happened to be like a house this time. But like the kids didn't really understand the competition. Yeah. So they were like, okay. They were like, do you want to ask Snotter a question? They were like, yeah. Where did you get your hairstyle? <laughs> And they were like, no, you're not Cause getting like, this. Because Snotter is this like pig puppet and he's like a, a he's wig. He's definitely in a motorbike gang. And he's in a motorbike gang, like leather jacket, like these kind of like shades you get in nine crows like now. And like everyone's in the studio kind of like, what? And they're like, no, like. No, you have kind to ask of, it like, you know, is it a something? And they're oh. trying to cajole like the child along. And he's like not having a bob of it. No. And it's just, it's stood. The, the absolute test of time it's one of those moments that constantly comes up when people talk about Irish TV and when people talk about the Jane it is if you haven't seen it we're oh. going to put it on IGTV because it's it's worth it it's yeah. so so funny every time Kenneth comes home for Christmas we sit around and watch it as a family and just laugh oh so it good it is iconic um, what do you hope to see from this reboot what do you want to come back what do I want to come back bring back Saki you know what I mean yeah um, I need a bit of sake. Um, I loved what they did for the comic relief, but I would also be like, don't like milk the shite out of it either. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, just keep it like they're doing it live, which I think is going to be really good. But I would just say, just keep it kind of snappy, and then see how it goes from there. I don't know. I th- like. I think it'll be good, and I think people will enjoy it, and I think it's more for like it's absolutely not for. Well, it is and it isn't for kids at this point. Um. But it's kind of one of those formulas that they're not they're not going to go too far wrong when you have like Ray, Zig and Zag, yeah. Dustin, any celeb kind of thrown into the mix. People go mad for nostalgia. Like, yeah, you it's can't that really nostalgia. But it's also like the like the the like Dustin is very funny. Like Dustin is iconic, and then obviously Zig and Zag are iconic. And then you've the whole thing of like Ray kind of playing the curmudgeonly. Oh, like I'm just trying to keep things in order, or whatever. Blah, blah. I'd love another showdown with Ted. Who's very Ted? enjoyable. Do you know the bear that like comes in and like race to like wrestle him? Do you remember from Comic Con? Oh Relief? my god, yeah. That was that was funny because you never get to see that side of Ray enough. Anymore. No, not now. Like yeah. So I do. I did enjoy that laugh from the Comic Relief thing. So I want like I want a SmackDown versus Raw kind of thing. I'm gonna enjoy it no matter what because I think it it is one of those things that I think people need more than ever right now and will enjoy more than ever because as you said, it's pure nostalgia. It's it's just fun. It's nothing to do with the world outside. Like, it's just kind of like switch your brain off, watch it, enjoy it without kind of also feeling like your brain is melting in the way that you can kind of feel with reality TV. You know yeah. that kind of way? It's just pure entertainment. And I don't think you can go wrong with that. Yeah. Um, we were very lucky to interview two of the best hosts of the den. Yeah, absolutely. They're all great hosts. Yeah. But- they're all, <laughs> I think they're all, they're all lovely hosts. hosts. Um, yeah, um, we reached out to Francie Boylan Jr. who we men- mentioned, he is going to get into what's not and he kind of brought us what, through. What really went down. Yeah, um, really enjoyed that chat and also we got Mr. Ian Dempsey on the phone and. We had a bone he, to pick with him. We had a bone to pick with him because we do think the reason why 
we we think there might have been a Zoe one one situation there where Shane ruined the den. Where Shane ruined the den. Everywhere. Yeah. So I mean, we we had to ask. You know, we had to ask the question because we are investigative journalists. So we are happy to bring our findings to you now in the form of these two interviews. We sincerely hope you enjoy. Bree, do you want to do you want to intro the man himself? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now we have the man who started it all off, Mr. Ian Dempsey. Thanks so much for talking to us today. Hi, you breathe. How's it going? How are you, Vanilla? God, I'm so nervous all of a sudden. I know. I, know. I was literally just talking to Why? him. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. Um, listen, the den. Like, what a cultural moment in time for kids and adults alike. And you, obviously, as Breed just said, kicked it all off. Ian in the den. What was your standout moment from hosting it and doing it and the thing that kind of brings you back to that time in your life? Well, I mean, I started doing this, you know, like before Zig and Zag ever arrived, you know. So, I mean, I was there on my own for the first year and I was basically, I was in an empty studio and all I was supposed to do was to do continuity, kind of introducing um, cartoons or whatever for kids. And then people started sending in cuddly toys and started sending in pictures and poems and all this. And we started sticking them up on the walls. So it started getting more colourful and more colourful. And then when we tried to... Uh, we tried to kind of change it uh, for the following year and put a bit of movement, as I described to the producers, uh, into it. And uh, the movement arrived in the, in the form of Zig and Zag from the Planet Zog. And they came down to us. And uh, no, I mean, like, like just them arriving was a standout moment. I know it was 33 years ago, so it's a long time ago. But they showed some videos there last week of the whole thing. And it was magical because I had to pretend I didn't realize there was somebody there and kids were ringing in and saying, yeah, there's little yokes with funny things coming out of their ears and everything, you know. So it was uh, it was a, a magical moment. But, I mean, we got to go to L.A. Uh, we did a whole week in L.A. We were driving a pink Cadillac and uh, in the sunshine and uh, Zig, uh, was, uh, he, was, he was kind of getting a suntan and... Uh, he was. Uh, he, he described himself as looking like a Weedabix, which was a bit, a bit of a problem because we were sponsored by Kellogg's at the time. <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> oh my God, those pesky aliens! <laughs> exactly, those pesky advertisers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Anna, it was a magic, magical moment, and uh, I'm delighted to see that it's coming back. You know, like I left it then in 1990 when my eldest son was born, and. Uh, you may know him, actually. Yeah, um, I actually don't. Tell me more. We were going to ask you that. The chain post <laughs> well, up. Nobody ever the really knows him. That's the thing you see about that guy. <laughs> Here, um, be honest, so, yeah, though. Be honest. Was, Is Shane the reason it's not on anymore? Is what? Is Shane the reason you're not on it anymore? Be honest. Is Shane what? Is Shane the reason you're not on it anymore? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> he is the reason. I was telling you, I was doing the, um, I was doing the breakfast show as I still am, but I was doing it on two FM at the time, and uh, and I would, then I was kind of spending my whole day out in RTE, just sitting on my backside basically, uh, doing nothing, and then going over there for three o'clock, and then I was arriving home at about half seven in the evening. And he was only born, and it wasn't fair to anybody, including myself or him or his mother, uh, you know, because we, we, you know, we were just too busy. And uh, when a new child comes along, you just don't realise what the hell, you know. So, uh, so I, I decided to give it up, uh, and I think that was the time when they decided that nobody was ever going to have their name on on the name of the show because it used to be called Dempsey's Den, but then uh, they cleverly just changed it to The Den from there on in, you know. But um, 
So that's that's why yeah, it's all his fault actually. That's why. <laughs> so yeah, people can direct their hate mail to Collaborative Studios. <laughs> <laughs> um, and why do you think the the format was so popular for so many years? Um, well, I think I think I think the reason for it is uh, because there was literally just one camera. Uh, so it was it was like uh, you were looking into a picture frame and there was no escape for either the viewer or for us because, I mean, once that camera went on, everybody could see everything. So it was a kind of a wide shot, but it didn't move and it didn't, it didn't do close-ups on anybody. Uh, Zig and Zag obviously decided to do their own close-ups and they'd move into the, into the camera and back out again and all that. You know, so, I mean, it was quite an intimate thing. And, I mean, I remember Liam Miller, who was the controller of the TV at the time, he, he said something in the papers once to say that it cost like about 1% of what it would cost to put on a drama on RT. Like, it was a really low, low-budget stuff you know and like there wasn't even a cameraman there it was all you know just the automatic camera they just basically switched it on and there it was and that was your that was your show so it didn't cost a lot of money uh, and and i think from that point of view there was probably a kind of a, a hunger element to it in that uh, we sort of tried to make something of it because it was very very basic so you know we we put we were creative and imaginative and people come up with different ideas but obviously they couldn't cost any money but uh, sometimes that's the way to do it in a way you know Oh, what a time. Yeah, it makes sense. I never thought about that. That it's actually just so much cheaper it's than so, like Fair City or whatever. So simple, but so <laughs> effective. You know? Debatable, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's another podcast for another day, I think. Oh my God. Um, amazing. Ian, thank you so much for joining this evening. We really appreciate it. No problem. I continue to success. I love your podcast. It's great. And uh, I, I have listened to episodes. I haven't listened to them all. I don't think... <laughs> I don't, think it's, I, I don't think it's aimed particularly at me. No, it's you know, not your demographic. But, but at the same time, I have listened to it, and I love the, the chemistry between the pair of you. Aww. And uh, long may it continue, so fair play to you. Do you have any suggestions for any bandwagons that might be for you that I've, we could talk I've about? I have lots of suggestions, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He's giving me um, an email. I'll tell, one, I'll tell you one, right? I'm going to give you one right now. Okay. okay? okay. <laughs> and I think this is good. I've been thinking of doing this for years. Right. Uh, and I think, I think it's quite good, right? Okay. Um, you know AA Roadwatch? <laughs> yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Did you work there, Breed? No, I had an interview. I didn't get the job. <laughs> okay. Well, if you think about it, all the people that have actually gone through that, down yeah, through the years. So many. Like, you know, like you talk about somebody like Lorraine Keane. You talk about Ruth Scott. You talk about... Um, Darren like, was, was a, a guy called she? Ian McKeever, who uh, he, he, he sadly died on a, on a mountain. He was into mountain climbing in the end. But he used to do it. There's a huge, if you look, go through the list, there's so many people that have gone on to do other things. There's opera singers, there's uh, rap artists, there's all, they've all got all these different little kind of things going on. And everybody's familiar with the whole concept of AA Roadwatch. So there you go, there's one for That's a That's a really good something. one. Actually... I know it's not really bandwagon in the spirit of it, but be good for it the would Patreon. Be, I'd say you could do a good job on it. Mm, might have to wrap that idea now, Ian, I'm going to be honest. Go ahead, it's all yours, free. Much appreciated. Um, okay. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Okay. We'll chat to you soon. We'll see you soon. See you later. Back to Kevin and Count to Galway. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Kevin? Yeah. Would you like to ask a question? That's not Where'd you get your sheets? Where'd you get your sheets? Well, we got them off this chap called Bono. He was really cute in a band called You Too, Kevin. Hold on, I don't think that's sort of... Kevin, you can ask a question, Kevin. Kevin, you can ask it. It can be a person, place, thing, or object. What, what, what would you like? And it can be yes or no. Uh, what? Say that again. It can be a person, place, thing or object, and you can ask him a question, um, if you'd like to ask him. Just try and guess which one I am. Yeah. So, Kevin, would you like to ask, ask me another question. question? Yeah. Uh, where did you get your hairstyle? Well, we got it in this place called Mark Peters. Kevin, would you like to ask a question? Um, wait, wait one minute. I just have to do something. Well, Kevin, listen, you take your time. It's only live national television. We are so delighted and excited to be joined by, I mean, the, the man I grew up watching, I'm going to be honest. Um, an icon. An icon, a legend. National treasure. The moment. Francie Boylan, former presenter of The Den. Thank you so much for joining us on Bandwagons. Is Don Conroy here? How's things? <laughs> he's a legend of my eyes. How are you? Well, breed. Uh, how's things? I mean, we're all the better now talking to you now, I'm going to be honest. I have this, Francie, I have this vivid memory of you doing a segment on the den called, like, gaffs, taking the piss out of cribs. <laughs> and it's you, oh. and it's, do you remember this? And it's you pretend, you're in some hotel or some place that isn't your house, like, and you were like, yeah, this is my house, this is my private kitchen, well done. And I remember thinking, oh my God, this man is everything and more. <laughs> Uh, do you know where that, you, you're right, we did, Cribs was huge, so I was on it from 03 to 05, right, and do you know where that thing came from, actually, Cribs, was for my audition tape for The Den, when I had to send off, if you wanted to be a Den presenter, you had to tell them why you'd be the best Den presenter in the world ever, so as part of that, what I did was I dressed up as a farmer, not much of a stretch, to be honest with you, and uh, I had a peak cap and all that, and I went out and I said I was a turkey farmer from Leitrim and that I was going to move to Dublin and bring all my turkeys with me. And sure, if I had to mine one more turkey in Dublin, that'd be no harm, as in Dustin, right? <laughs> so, so that was something. So I did, we recorded it and we went out to like a friend's house who had a barn and all that. And I got them inside. They were like, I had about five or six mates inside going, gobble, 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 gobble. And like the production was in Savage. But anyway... As part of that, right, I made out I was this farmer, and then outside, outside the house was this old, decrepit building. And I said, sure, come on inside and take a look at my house. And then we cut to a shot of a luxurious uh, sitting room-ish type thing, 
in Leitrim. So anyway, that went off for my audition tape, and that was grand. And then when I when I got the den five auditions later, uh, when I got the den, they said, "Do you remember that audition tape you sent in?" And I went, "Yeah." And it was it was like the, in the style of Cribs type thing. They said, "Well, we want to do an MTV style of Cribs, which yeah." And we went up to the Four Seasons in. Balls Bridge, I think it's Intercontinental or something like that. Oh right, that's my that God. That's that is, I can't deal. Oh my God. Five auditions for the day. Yeah. What a rigorous oh. process. Uh, yeah, like it, there were, like it was fairly tight. And do you know what? This is the truth. I, uh, um, a cousin of mine said it to me uh, when they were looking for uh, presenters of the day, because I had just finished Bally Firm at college. I went to college there for three years studying radio and production. And radio was where I, kind of wanted to be in and uh, my cousin came to me one night and he said you know they're auditioning for the den and I went yeah but that's television like I do it's radio what I'm interested in and he said oh you know you should go for it and I was like ah oh, look it's television I don't want to do it's radio where I am or I'd like to be so uh, he said to me um, Annie you should throw it in so I said to a few more people and they were like ah oh, yeah should throw it in so so I threw in the tape and then yeah five auditions and each I think about five auditions but I think uh, or each uh, audition was separate so the first one was just meeting the lads Dustin and Saki interact with them the second one was interviewing a famous person the third person was interviewing uh, a group of kids and how would you interact with a group of kids the fourth one was back with Dustin and Saki and then, then I think the fifth one I had to go up and meet them or something like that Do you know? so it was just a chat but yeah it's fairly intense you know yeah way more intense than I thought it was yeah kind of makes sense though when you lay it all out like that there are a lot of moving parts to the show like yeah. See, that's the thing. You had to, you had to kind of kind of turn out. Well, look, how would he interact with the lads, Dustin and Saki? So that was one thing. And then the next thing. So if we brought in a famous person, how would you interview them? And then the kids thing. You know, this is an interesting thing. In the kids, I don't know if I ever told this to anybody, but uh, when they brought a, a group of school kids in and they said, right, uh, five kids, um, I want you. To, we want you to interview them. And I was like, about what? And they were saying, <laughs> uh, oh, the stock market. No, but like. <laughs> Uh, about anything at all so there's five kids and I went holy shit what am I going to like so what I did first of all was I got their names right so then let's say there was Fanula who's age 10 and there was Breach who was age 8 and Shane is 10 and Francie or whatever but I was going to go how am I going to remember all these names so what I did was I I arranged them in order right type thing beside me and then I got their names and I wrote their ages beside me so when I could look glance down at my sheet I'd I'd go oh Breach you're 10 so, and I knew she was second from left. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the boys told me afterwards that I was the only one of all the people that uh, auditioned for that segment of it that had done that. And I went, Jesus, like, the only reason I done this is because I'd be useless with names trying to remember them. <laughs> and I went, well, it just goes to show that you were kind of, I don't know. Prepared. Clever enough, smart enough. I yeah. Know. Yeah. But, and do you know what? It's, it's funny. When I'm on the radio now, it's, a, it's still a thing I do in that, if I have a group in, I'll circle their names and I'll see where they're standing and all that sort of stuff so I'll know where to go. Anyway, it's just interesting trick. Yeah, I'm robbing that one. There you go. <laughs> uh, what was it like to actually get the job and be on the den as the, as the host? Uh, so I remember I was I was working in MBA in Carrigan Shannon at the time selling credit cards. Like I'd done the J1 in America, come home, finish college and get a job. And like, genuinely, I'm not joking, every second or third person in Leitrim had a job in MBA in Carrigan Shannon. And I live in Manor Hampton, so I used to. Uh, I was off that day, and I remember the day I was lying in bed. I know, and it was like one o'clock in the day. I know, but I was all, it was my day off, right? And I was living with my parents at the time, 
and the phone rang and I went, oh, this is Dublin ringing now. You know, the 01208. I went, here it is, because I, I had been expecting it. They told me, they'd let me know. Anyway, and it was Neve Guckian, who's the producer and kind of the one that hired me. And she turned around and she said, how are your fans? How are you today? And I went, not bad. I'm actually on a day off, so I'm chilling. And mom and dad were in the kitchen and they were cooking dinner and all around the place. And I remember she said, um, I have some bad news for you. I went, all right, I'll look. At least thanks for letting me know. She goes, no. She goes, you're going to have to leave your job in Carrigan Shannon and MBA. We want you to come to Dublin. We want to give you the offer and offer you the job. And I went, holy, can I say it? <laughs> you can say whatever you want. Say whatever you want, Francie. Oh, I was like, shit. And this is the truth. I was, so I was on the phone because they, they, mom and dad were there and the brothers were there and all that. And I was talking to her on the phone going, Oh, you know, trying to remain cool and calm. And I was going, oh, that's brilliant. But I was gesturing to them going, I got the fucking gig. I got the gig, you know. And then two minutes later, uh, she said, by the way, we don't want you to tell anybody. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's so and, Irish, though. Like, your mummy probably rang everyone Oh yeah. in the five and, minutes and in between. She, and this is the truth. And I went out to the garden and I got sick in the garden. <laughs> I'm not making that up and that's the truth because I'm kind of nervous sort of The excitement. Person. Yeah, the excitement and I'm kind of nervous thing and the stomach and I got off the phone the whole, I just finished her, or finished talking to Neve and genuinely puked into, uh, I don't know, Rosebush or wherever mother was going at the time. Oh, <laughs> that is so funny. I'm joking, I'm joking. God. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Sick into the bush. So, uh, and then I went to the pub and, and we had an almighty session. Oh my God, what a time. What yeah. a time. It was cool. Like, you were coming back, because like, I grew up with Ray. Like, genuinely, Ray was and is to me. Like, I genuinely grew up listening or watching Ray Darcy, and I loved Ray. And he was kind of similar sort of background to me in that he came from a large family. Like, there's nine in his house, there's nine in my house, um, and 11 altogether, including mum and dad. And, like, so I kind of could identify with him, you know, that type of way. And I used to listen to him constantly when I was in college, getting the bus out to Ballyfarber. And I thought he had a sh- like a shit hot show on with Jenny and Ray and all that, or with Maraid and all them. And I was kind of going, here I am, the footsteps of like Ray and Damien and Ian, because I was only the fourth presenter really. And yeah. funny, I managed I managed to bring it down too. When I, when <laughs> 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 as well as the what's not thing, I also have that clip of being the last, you know, in that format with Dustin Saki and the presenter. I'm, I'm the last presenter of that, so I managed to bring that down in. Oh, not bad. Two years. <laughs> <laughs> it went out in a high. That's what I say. Absolute um, high. Yeah, that's true. Well, hopefully. I'm not sure, yeah. Uh, do you have any, other than what's not, uh, which we'll get into, do you have any standout moments from your two uh, years? Draw with Don is a pretty good one. And and I don't know if there's any, there probably isn't, and I hope not. There's probably, like, Don would come in and... Uh, uh, Don would come in and I, I, another like no more than yourselves you would have known Don growing up as well yeah. and he, he genuinely is a decent guy and he'd come in and then he'd say right Francie today we're drawing sheep and then my he'd be drawn and he'd go you start with the eyes and the circles and everything I'd be going jeez I'm getting the hand of it uh, you know hang of this and then my sheep would look like it is just after I don't know was in Chernobyl or something like that I don't know <laughs> and, and his, 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 would be, his would be sound but it was the innuendo then. So the boys would say, so he'd, he'd come in, right? And he'd turn around and go, right, Francie. So we'd be like, now today we're going to uh, draw um, like beavers. And I'd go, oh, Jesus. Uh, or, or, or birds, or double-fronted birds boxes or stuff like that. You know, everything, <laughs> like, 
like everything had a bit of innuendo to it, right? And then what used to happen was Dustin would look round at me and Saki would look round at me and they'd say to me, um, uh, Don, and I and I and Don would go, yeah, what's the bird on the old 50p coin? And Don would go, oh, Saki, that's a good question. That's the woodcock. And then the next thing, the two boys would look around at me and i just put my head down like I'm going, oh, Jesus, oh, God. <laughs> it was just all these things. Uh, so the, the kind of innuendo with, which is rife in children's television. Uh, so a bit of that. I met Tom Hanks. Oh, my cool. God. Yeah, met Tom Hanks. I got to go to, he was in the Polar Express. Oh, yeah. And, uh, he was in London and I met him. And he was actually the coolest guy and he's he's notorious for being nice does that make sense I yeah, know. yeah 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 but he's he's savage nice and we were all lining up just a really quick story we were lined up in in leicester square in london and all media from all over the world is there and we were there as the den and his pa come up to me and she goes uh did i meet you earlier and i was like no i'm just we're just here and she goes well uh she goes i thought i met you earlier and she was having this conversation just struck struck up a conversation then she goes by the way, I want to let you in on a thing. Tom is coming round and he's asking everybody what that statue is in Leicester Square and nobody's able to answer him. So I was like, right, and why don't you tell him it's Shakespeare? So I was like, grand. So about 20 minutes later, Tom eventually gets to, we're in line and we're waiting for an interview and he eventually gets Dawson and interviewed him by the Polar Express. And just before he goes, he goes, by the way, um, where are you from? And I went, from Ireland. And he goes, oh, Ireland, I love Ireland. And he goes, do you know what that statue is there? And I went, oh, yeah, that's Shakespeare, Tom. Everybody knows that. And he goes, oh, my God, you've come all the way from Ireland to tell us that that is the Shakespeare statue. And none of the English people here were able to do that and tell us. And we kind of struck up this cool thing. And I got an autograph off from afterwards because I was like, Jesus, I'm not, it's not every day I'm going to meet Tom Hanks, you know? Yeah. And I got an autograph off him. And he wrote on the thing to Francie, Shakes who, uh, as in Shakespeare, um, uh, all the best, Tom Hanks or something like that. I still have it. It's cool. It's really cool. What a legend. Yeah, yeah he was great. He was, great. he was nice. So, yeah, them type of things. We did a video for Amarillo. That was a that's Oh, a, yeah, I remember that. Oh, my God. That? Yeah. So, that's that's up on Facebook, by the way, or on YouTube. But, uh, I'll have the, to find so, that on so Instagram. Them, them kind of things. And then oh, I got to Lapland. Yeah, so them, them type of things. They were cool. A lot of things you wouldn't have done anyway. You know, and you're yeah, like once in a lifetime, and the only stuff that you'd get away with doing, at, like as a job yeah. for the kids' TV show. You know what I mean? Oh, the dream! Like that was the thing. Like you were getting to, you know, we got to Paris, uh, travel to Paris, got to London, or got to London, obviously a few times, and then Lapland. Like that was the dream. No more. Like again, no more than a lot of people used to watch the Christmas specials, and then you got to meet Lap, or you go to Lapland. Our Santa ended up robbing our skidoo and was reeking a drink. But apart from that, <laughs> oh my uh, God! Yeah. And it was this really, it was like, you know, Santa, we've all that picture of, you know, the pot belly, the white beard and all that. This book like, looked like he just come out of, I don't know, like a rehab clinic or something like that. <laughs> Bad Santa. And he, he was, um, oh, he reeked the drink and everything, but good crack. It was good crack. Yeah, so <laughs> memories like that and just having the crack, to be honest with you, you know. Oh, what a time. Um, yeah. I think we have to talk about we have to not. Like, I mean, it's a moment, a television moment that endures and like still comes up. It's, it's a catchphrase in my house. Yeah, oh, breed is. Every, every day, where'd you get your hairstyle? No matter <laughs> no matter what we're doing, it's like, where, where'd you get your hairstyle? Where'd you get your shades? And even yeah. like, we've done live shows and we do Q&A with the audience and no matter what, people will always ask, where'd you get your hairstyle? Where'd you get your shades? It's, it's just, like, the Irish, it's part of the Irish vernacular, practically, like. Do you know what I was, because I knew I was coming on here to talk to you today and I was talking to 
uh, Michelle and David that work me at work, and I was just telling them about I was going doing this, and I was saying there's not many things online nowadays that people kind of universally like. Does that make sense? Like, there's yeah. always somebody always has a comment about something. Oh my god, it's shit or this, that, and the other. But genuinely, there seems to be a genuine love for what's not. Like, there doesn't seem to be any badness towards it. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if that makes sense, but like, I think there's, um, there is a genuine grow for it and a love and that. And I also think one of the reasons that kind of, you know the way it surfaces every six months, like you'd be going, <laughs> going how's this, how's not everybody seen this bloody thing? Because it seems to be, it does the rounds. But there's this kind of thing that if I was in my position, like if, if people are watching, they're going, I'm glad he's laughing because that's exactly what I do. It's like laughing at mass or laughing at a funeral or, you know, them type yeah. of things, you know, you're not supposed to laugh. But um, I think that's why people enjoy it. I think I like that. And then obviously the idea that Kevin genu- genuinely has no idea of how <laughs> <laughs> the game goes. What was going through your head? Like, did you just think it was all just going to shite? Uh, yeah, I genuinely did. And, and see, the problem is when I get nervous or anything like that, and it still happens to this day, I start to laugh and I get really panicky. And uh, my <laughs> my reaction is because my reaction is just to, to laugh at things. And it happens to me. It happened to me at a funeral one time where I walked into a wake house and I started shaking hands. And then I started and then I got really nervous inside because I didn't know where to go. And I started shaking hands with other people that were in the queue <laughs> coming in for mourners. And they were like, no, no, I'm here to mourn as well. Or I'm here to pay my respects as well. And I started shaking their hands and they're all looking at me. And anyway, I didn't know where to go. And then I just started laughing at them. <laughs> but, uh, so there, like no more than anything else, there's a wee story behind what's not. It happened on the 1st of April 2004, right? So we used to always talk to the kids off air. So I was sitting there that day and Dustin Saki or Snotzer uh, was there and um, we used to talk to them off air. So we used to go, uh, how are you? And so who come on? So it's Kevin and I go, Kevin, how are you? And he was kind of a bit off, you know, but we thought, all right, he's just maybe a bit quiet. And I remember saying to the boys, I was like, are you sure he gets this game? <laughs> this is all fair, right? Little, little did I know what was coming down the line. But uh, he goes, are you sure he gets this game? And the boys said, no, he'll be fine, he'll be fine. So, because he was really kind of, yeah, no, yeah. And I was like, Jesus, right. Okay, so uh, we went live on air and it's the 1st of April, 2004. And so we begin and it goes, whatever. And then the next thing we go to, and then Kevin goes, how are you? Or Kevin goes, yeah. And, would you like to ask a question, Kevin? Where'd you get your hair? Where'd you get your hair? Where'd you get your shades? And and very quickly, obviously, as people know the video, it goes downhill fairly quickly, right? And if you notice the video, right, I don't know if it's worth looking back on, you notice Dustin leaves the shot. He leaves the shot completely, so he's left with me. All that's left in the shot is myself and Snotzer, right? Dustin went out to check with the control room if this was an April Fool set up by our producers. <laughs> no way. Oh, I, my God. I swear gosh. to God. We thought, we thought we were being set up by uh, the producers of the show because we were going, there is no way on this earth kids <laughs> that literally kind of don't get it, and particularly one of them, Kevin, who keeps just guessing what the hell Snapchat is, rather than going... And then you're going, what? So we genuinely thought it was a setup. So off camera, you'll see me a lot in the video looking off camera. And it's when it's when Dustin comes back in and he's going, he's mouthing to me, 
this is not a joke. This is not a joke. I went, holy shit. And that's when I started to get more and more nervous and laugh and bow my head. And go, and then I tried to apologize in the middle of it. But that goes, <laughs> that goes hair shape because I started to laugh again. I just love when you go, you both get bikes, you both get bikes. <laughs> Please stop. Like... And you know what? Uh, the, uh, the producer that day, uh, who was directing, was Hilary Jones, who's actually involved, I think, with the current setup on the den. By the way, you know when it's coming. Obviously, it's coming back. Yeah, yeah. I think she's back at the helm, and she's a brilliant producer. Really got it. Like, um, but anyway, she she uh, when when I went out afterwards into the control room, she goes, "You get them both bikes," <laughs> and I went, well, "What the hell could I do?" Like there were. <laughs> I, like we just took I just I genuinely just took the chance because we'd no earpiece or nothing you know like there's nothing like that uh, it was just and there's nobody else in the room the cameras are all controlled remotely so um, I just and I went oh look I'm sorry but I had to do something and both of them went a bike and she went supposedly she went in the control room no <laughs> <laughs> oh so, my um, god yeah it is I don't know, like, why do you, like, why do you like it? Do you know what I mean? Or why do you think people like it? Like, it's... It's just, it's it's the, like, if you were to think of, like, live TV and that whole thing of, like, anything that could go wrong, like, it will go wrong, but in the most kind of, like, least, in most Irish way, and, like, there's no malice, it's just a kid who... Like either has great comedic timing or genuinely maybe not on this planet, but it yeah. was just and it's everything. It's your reaction. It's like the it, you're you're in this room with like two like Dustin and Sotzer, like two puppets who are just like, what do we do here? And you've Kevin on the other end of the line who like just really <laughs> wants to know where Sotzer not got his shades. Like it's and he goes, I just need yeah. to go get something. <laughs> it's, like, it's just <laughs> every small child, you know, like they just couldn't keep their attention. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, and you know the you know, um, and I don't know if you want to know, but like, uh, we met him there in two thousand and seventeen, right? Thirteen years after it happened, and we got in contact with him, and that's up on YouTube as well. It's what's not thirteen years later, and you can see Kevin, and uh, we got in contact with him, and he told us supposedly he told us that his, the phone was broke on the wall, and that's why he was going from one phone to the other, and he reckons that's why he. Um, he couldn't hear us properly and all that sort of stuff. But it's on YouTube and he explains the whole story, wh- why he t- why it happened. But uh, he was great crack. And then, you know what he did? He sold the bloody bike. <gasps> did he? What a rash. Oh like, my at, God. At whatever age, 12 or 13 he was, he went away and sold the bike and made money out of it. Like, it's mad, like, <laughs> he was no. 12 or 13. <laughs> I, I think so. I, like, I, I think he was 12 or That makes it so much worse. <laughs> oh my God, what a ge- Like actual entrepreneur heading him, like just. But that's the thing, like he's a real, he's he's like the real cute whore. Like he went away and made money out of it and, and stuff like that. We went out with him that night in Sligo. And I tell you, we had a notorious night. And Jesus, <laughs> he's a lush too, Jesus. <laughs> The ma- oh, he was God. drinking Jaeger Bomber's pints the whole lot, but he was great crack. Uh, and he is, and still is, like, still great crack. Like, and, um, yeah. That's so funny. Gaul- uh, still in Gaul- I was just going to say, Francie, what are you at now, or do you have anything you, you want to plug while you're here? Ah, um, no, so, basically, I have my, so I'm my own show on Ocean FM in Sligo. Uh, so we broadcast to Sligo, Leitrim and Donegal, and it's a mad title, the Francie Boylan Show. And <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's a bit of crack. It's it's kind of light entertainment, bit of a magazine-y type style, uh, bit of music, bit of fun, and uh, yeah, that's that's really all I'm doing. And just kind of I'm happy enough doing that and and stuff. 
So, uh, yeah, it's great. Thanks, Francie. Yeah. No bye. 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 Two iconic interviews there. Honestly. Honestly. Did we ever think that when we started this podcast, we'd be speaking to Ian Dempsey and Francie Boylan Jr.? Um, no. Well, I always dreamed it in my head. Yeah. I nearly got sick speaking to the two of them. Honest to God. I've never seen her more starstruck than when Francie Boylan said, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, the Leecher accent is just so dear to my heart. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. Thanks again. Thank Francie you. Francie and Ian. Yeah. Thank you so much to our uh, two friends of the pod now, Ian Dempsey and Francie Boylan Jr. Be sure to check them out. They're up and coming broadcasters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give I'm them sure. a like, you give know, it, give support them. Give them a like and a follow and a share. Maybe tune in if you can. Um, and stay tuned for our episode on the AA Roadwatch alumni. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, between that, yeah, between that and Foreign Exchange, we have got <laughs> we have got bumper content coming up, ladies and gents. Um, yeah, God, I'm really glad this episode actually happened because we have genuinely been talking about this. For I I had a dream in my head that we would do it as a live and we'd have everyone who ever had any part in the den on the <sighs> stage with us, but I. I can't see that happening for about three years. Yeah, so. that would have been such a good live. But we, if we were going to have to do it, we'd probably have to do it in fucking hazmat suits or something. But anyway, yeah. we'll, um, we'll get there. It's the next best thing. We'll get there. Um, do we have anything else to say? What's coming up this month? Um, you're, we're swapping places. So I'm doing the playlist for Patreon this yeah. month. It's going to be called Shite Tunes That Are Actually Class. Yeah. And Vanula is going to do either a tarot reading or dream analysis. She has the choice. What do you think I should do? I think, um, well, like it is the time for a dream. It's tarot. It's the time for it's dreams. technically. <laughs> dreams are just, everybody's dreaming these days. <laughs> everybody's been dreaming. Um, everybody's been doing dreams. I think it is supposed to be tarot this month, but it's it's an acquired talent. So I'm not sure What's if you're ready. What's that supposed to mean? I just don't know if you have the time to learn. I feel like I can awaken a chakra in me or something to do a it. chakra? Yeah. I don't know. I'll do it anyway. I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, thanks to Shane from Collaborative Studios as always. I think For I, this interview is dad. Do you know what? Yeah, that as well. <laughs> I'm going to start saying it at the start because I don't remember otherwise and I feel bad now because I actually What if we just record that as well and drop it in? Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> what if we just recorded like just generic sayings and dropped them all together in, like a box? <laughs> Put them into a bot and shot out and shoot out an episode. Oh, that'd be so... Who is the... Te- if you have the technology, you need to write to us right now so no, we can do No, we're going to come up with it and we're going to be really, really rich. Yeah. We won't have to do this ever again. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you so much. We will see you again. Tuesday. Very soon. Tuesday, yeah, as per usual. Usual on a choose. <laughs> I thought that rhymed for me, but it doesn't at all. Usual on a... Forget it. Bye. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.